and welcome back to another edition of Harris's Sports Take. On this episode, we will be talking all things NFL from the week, the upcoming week previews to playoff pictures, and you don't want to miss it. And you don't want to miss in this show the rant I go on about a player whose talent finally seemed to be unleashed on Thursday Night Football. And we're going to talk some fantasy football, some players who have exceeded expectations, some players who have fallen short. We have so much to get into. I am so excited. And let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday at Jerry World. Huge divisional game. I mean, huge. If Philadelphia loses this game, they're basically out. I mean, you still have to go out west to California to play against McVay, Goff, and that daunting Rams offense. And you still have to host Deshaun Watson and the streaking Texans. So it seems like they have to beat Dallas this week. They have to. If they lose this week, Philadelphia would drop to 6-7 and seven, and Dallas improves to 8-5. and five. I mean, every game is must win, obviously, but especially this one. We're going to find out how good of a team Philly is. I don't think they're that good, but teams improve, and we're going to learn a lot about Philadelphia, and we're also going to learn a lot about Dallas. How are they going to handle the winning? Are they going to go back to their losing ways in September and October, or are they really a for-real team that whose win streak is not a fluke? We will find out this Sunday. We will learn so much about the future of this division for the remainder of 2018 on Sunday. Make sure to tune in. It will be a huge game. Another game I'm looking forward to, Sunday Night Football. Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth. You have the mighty Rams offense going to Soldier Field to take on young Mitch Trubisky and his team and Khalil Mack on that, on that really strong defense. For the Chicago Bears, this game is pivotal. The Bears have dropped two games against two non-playoff teams the Lions in, on Thanksgiving, and to the Eli Manning-led Giants this past Sunday. So we will learn if the Chicago Bears are a real playoff contender. Because throughout the season, teams have their ups, teams have their downs. It's a roller coaster ride. It's a marathon, not a sprint. We're going to learn how resilient Chicago is. Can Mitch Trubisky beat a very strong team when it matters most? They've lost two games in a row, and they need to convince me that they're a playoff team. They convince me if they're a playoff team by simply beating the Los Angeles Rams. You show that you get back after a mistake, after losing two games, that your team isn't down on themselves. So Chicago will tell us if they're going to be a 10-6, and six, maybe 11-5 and five team, or if they're more of an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, kind of team. Huge game for Chicago. I think the rest of their season will be told to us based on how this game unfolds. Huge game. And for the Rams, I think, I mean, I know they're 11-1, but they cannot take their foot off the gas. They need home field badly. There is no way any team in the NFC has a remote chance of beating Drew Brees in the Superdome. If the Rams are the second seed, they have no chance in this NFC race. If they're the first seed, maybe they have a chance at the Coliseum to knock off the Saints, 
60 to 50 or whatever it is. But every game is pivotal for the Rams. Cannot take their foot off the gas. And another game that I am also looking forward to, Minnesota and Seattle. Two teams that have have climbed themselves back into this race. Russell Wilson never goes away. People keep saying, is Pete Carroll going to retire? Is Pete Carroll going to retire? We've had the Earl Thomas drama. It seems like Seattle has a good running game. Minnesota has two star Pro Bowl receivers. Stephon Diggs, what a talent he is. Adam Thielen, he's something special. I mean, coming from how he came to the NFL, it's remarkable. He's a fantasy football hero, by the way, whoever drafted him. You are a smart man. So... Those three games are the games that I have my eyes on, and you should have them, your eyes on too. Let's talk about some fantasy football. So it is playoff week, especially in my league. I finally made the playoffs. I finally made, made that jump from the consolation ladder to the top six, and it feels so good. I'm on the weak side of my bracket. I have a legit chance to get to the finals, but as we know in fantasy football, Anything can happen. So I want to look back at this fantasy season and see and, and recap what has happened so far. Ben Roethlisberger, pat on the back. A top five fantasy th- season thus far. Never seen as a great fantasy quarterback. I criticized him throughout last year, not getting it done for fantasy owners, but he really has stepped up. I mean, he's dropping 20 points, 30 points everywhere. And that's a huge surprise. And Patrick Mahomes, who would have thought that Mahomes would be, would be throwing touchdowns like they grow on trees? I mean, I thought the Chiefs would be an average team. But there's reasons why I am not the one drafting quarterbacks. I didn't think Patrick Mahomes was that good. I thought he could be okay. But, man... There's a reason why analysts are analysts and GMs are GMs. It is just that simple. Rob Gronkowski, what happened to him? I think he is just physically, mentally drained. He's not what he was a few years ago. He's been unproductive. I think he's the tight end number 14 in ESPN PPR standard scoring. Just a disappointment. And... Some other tight ends have really caught my eye this season. I mean, Eric Ebron, George, George Kittle, Jared Cook, and Austin Hooper, all four guys I just listed are on non-playoff teams at the moment, but they're ahead of more familiar names such as Kyle Rudolph, Jordan Reed, Jimmy Graham, and Gronk. I mean, the tight end position is just dying down. It's fascinating how these teams that are so much weaker – rely on their tight ends so much more. Who would have thought that Eric Ebron, who was terrible with the Detroit Lions, but he had the talent, and now he's with Andrew Luck, would have such a career season. I mean, it's incredible what one season, one change in environment can do to a player. Now I need to get to... Derek Henry. I hope the Tennessee Titans are listening to this. Tennessee Titans, why does Derek Henry not have 20 carries per game? This guy could be a superstar. 
I watched him at Alabama. He can break tackles. He's fast. He's strong. He's a monster. Why are you barely using him? Why is he only why is he outside the top 30 in fantasy football in terms of running back rankings? Why is Derrick Henry not equipped 60 yards rushing until last night when he went over 200 yards and four touchdowns? I mean, it was incredible to watch. And that 99-yard run and was just was just incredible. I, I didn't think he was going to go. I thought they were going to tackle him, maybe a nice 20-yard run to get them out of the hole. And just to point out, the two, two of the 90-yard runs this season have come from Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, players from Georgia and Alabama, uh, two of the top four teams in college football, but that's not nor here nor there. Tennessee Titans, the reason why you're losing these games is because you have talent on your roster and you're not utilizing it. Derrick Henry was the best running back in college football. And you can and the thing with running backs, when you play at that big of a school with that big of a competition and you're lighting it up like that, you are for real. And it's not like Derrick Henry came out of nowhere. I mean, you saw in that playoff game last year how much of an impact he had on his team. The Chiefs were winning by three touchdowns, and Tennessee comes back. Derrick Henry has a huge performance, and he propels them to that win. Like, how is he not the bell cow? Something must have happened in that locker room for Derrick Henry not to get as many touches. It's just terrible to see how talent is on a roster but can't be utilized. And that goes to coaching. That is all on the coach. If you, good coaches are able to evaluate talent and utilize it the right way, and the Tennessee Titans have failed to do that to do that so far, and if they want to make the playoffs, if they want to get that wild card, they got to ride Derrick Henry throughout December. I mean, he's their most polarizing offensive weapon. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He runs with an anger that not many guys have. I mean, he is special, but he will only be special if the Tennessee Titans let him be special. So playoff races, I touched the, I touched on them in the, when, when I was talking about Philadelphia and Dallas and the Rams, but let's look at them at a, at a, as a whole. This season, the, the AFC is so much more wide open than the NFC. The NFC really is a two-team race between the Saints and the Rams. I think the Bears could be a playoff team. I think the Vikings could be a, will be a playoff team. But maybe the Panthers, perhaps Seattle. But I don't see any of those teams being able to knock off one of those two top LA Rams or, or the Saints. I mean, it's, I just don't think that they have the firepower this year. I think that it is a two-team race for – the Super Bowl in Atlanta, and it will go in that NFC Championship will be in either the Coliseum or the Superdome. I think that NFC Championship will be something special, but I think we can just book it right now. I mean, Saints fans, Rams fans, be prepared for that Saturday, for that Sunday in January, because your team will be in the AFC NFC Championship. Book it. I guarantee it. Unless if there's an injury to Drew Brees, Goff, 
Gurley, Thomas, Kamara, any of those guys, then that obviously won't that obviously won't happen. But you can guarantee that that will be the NFC Championship. However, on the AFC, I have no idea who will be in the AFC Championship. We have five teams who really have a legit shot. The Chiefs, the Patriots, the Steelers, the Texans, and the Chargers. Those five teams can all beat each other on any given week. And I know I just said the Patriots have a legit shot because because they're going to win their lousy division and they'll get probably a divisional bye or a wild card bye. But you would think that the Patriots would be at the top of that list, but I don't really think they are. I mean, they can't stay healthy. Tom Brady hasn't had the greatest of seasons, well, in terms of fantasy-wise, but he still had a great season, but just something seems off. I don't know what it is, but they're slower. They don't have the firepower. I'm just not sold on the Patriots being able to, to beat the Steelers or the Chargers or the Chiefs. These those those three offenses have such dynamic young weapons. Hopefully James Conner gets healthy. I mean, we've seen Keenan Allen, hopefully Melvin Gordon, Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin. The the backup running backs for the Chargers have been spectacular. I think his last name was Jackson and Austin Eckler. They filled in great. Phillip Rivers has had a quietly an MVP caliber season. And we all know about the Chiefs with Kareem Hunt, Kelsey, Mahomes, Andy Reid, their offense is dynamic. I just don't see the Patriots being able to keep up with that. I think they're too slow. I think their time has passed, and I think they're they're passing the torch to, to the more firepower offenses in 2018. But you never know. Those five teams I mentioned are all very strong. They're all very good playoff teams, so... Anything can happen, but we have a crazy finish in the NFL this season. I can't wait. My Falcons have been absolutely horrific. I honestly hope we just just bench Matt Ryan, bench Freeman, bench Julio, Hooper, all those guys on the, on the defense because why are we risking, risking injury? I understand you're obligated to play the full 16 games, but – Fans would be less upset if they sit out these meaningless games instead of unless they would be they would be less happy if they sit out these meaningless games rather than them breaking their leg, tearing their ACL, and being out for the season. It's just so frustrating how the risk that these teams run. I mean, the New York Giants. You have no chance at the playoffs. I know there's a .0000002% chance. I know you want to sell tickets. I know you want to expose Saquon to as many defenses, schemes as you could. But him and Odell Beckham are the cornerstones of your franchise. I mean, if you don't have them healthy at the beginning of 2019, you have no chance. And you don't want to be a team in pro football that tells yourself at the beginning of the season, before week one, we have zero chance at the playoffs. That is just wrong. And if one of those guys is out, their whole franchise takes a huge hit. That coaching job 
is less attractive. If they, for some reason, want to move on from Pat Shermer, that free agent destination could be less attractive. It just, it would just be devastating to the franchise. Like Aaron Rodgers too. Why are the Packers risking injury? This man is not healthy. And I get it. If you still have a chance at the playoffs, you go for it. But the chance, but they basically are out of the playoffs. This man is one of the greatest quarterbacks of his generation. He's on a huge contract. That contract would turn into a disaster if he tears his ACL or hurts a shoulder or an ankle or whatever it is. It's just not worth it. When your team is not succeeding, it's important for the management to know that. Don't risk injury. Aaron Rodgers is incredible. You have no team without Aaron Rodgers. And why would you want to jeopardize your starting quarterback's health at the end of a meaningless season when he really hasn't even been healthy for almost two years now? Ever since that, ever since he hurt himself last year at Minnesota, he came back. At, he came back and, and threw that pass off one leg against Chicago in Week One on Sunday Night Football. But he hasn't looked like himself. He can't really move in the pocket, and he's not a threat to run as he was in the past few seasons. So, my point is, these teams have to be careful. You have to understand when it is your year and when it is not your year. So I want to thank everyone for listening. I hope everyone has great success in their fantasy playoffs, except my league members. This is my year. I'm coming. But enjoy your NFL week 14, and I will see you later.